Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. When you have disasters in your life, which we could have heading into the winter months, we could have frozen pipes and bursa pipes, make sure you call your local responder, Service Master by Cornerstone. They're the largest franchise in a 600-mile radius. But don't just call them because they're the largest. Call them because they do their job the best. They're, uh, they've been awarded... Service Masters Franchise of the Year Award, meaning the number one Service Master Store franchise in the United States of America. I hope none of these things happen. You could have water damage, though. You could have storm damage. Uh, you could have those frozen pipes, those bursted pipes. You could have a fire in their smoke damage. You could need mold remediation. If you have any of these issues, it's very simple. Call Service Master by Cornerstone. Tyler, the president and owner of Service Master by Cornerstone, and his team take pride in helping you through your disasters that happen in your life, whether it be home, office, residential property, it could be a school. Their motto is, we don't pray for disaster, we just pray that we get called when there is one. So remember that name, again, locally owned, locally operated, Service Master by Cornerstone. And because they respond so well, that's their number, that's how you reach out to them. 901-RESPOND, 901-R-E-S-P-O-N-D, 901-RESPOND. For my good friends, it's Service Master by Cornerstone. They also sponsor the studios, which right now, in these studios, we're going to go ahead and hop into the Blitz. Now, the biggest stories. Overloading the line. A bull rush of info. It's Gabe's Blitz on the Gabe Coon Show on 92.9 FM ESPN, Memphis's sports station. And always remember that the Blitz is brought to you by Sissy's Log, Cabin Connor. Let's get into it. First time in 2024. First time in a while, too. Yes, it's been a while. Golden State's Draymond Green, who has been on an indefinite league suspension since December 13th, is expected to return to the Warriors facility in the upcoming days to start ramping up to resume play. I'm glad we talked about this yesterday because it seems like there is uh, some growing frustration within that uh, organization, within that locker room about how things are going. Draymond Green can't be on the floor. Klay Thompson is having a basically career-worst year. Uh, Andrew Wiggins can't play basketball. I think ultimately they do need Draymond Green on the floor to facilitate a lot more winning. I don't think that they're a championship caliber team by any stretch of the imagination. You sort of wonder what it's going to look like. What's this ramp-up period? How long it's going to take? Um, because he has not been, according to Steve Kerr, we we brought up the sound yesterday, he has not been in the facility, and they have been giving each other space. Um, but they've been 6-5 and five without him. And they've paced their way to one game above five hundred. 
Um, I ultimately do think, though, he is he is needed in, in a pretty substantial way to bring some edge, especially with Gary Payton the second out. Um, that team is just not good enough defensively. And then offensively, you have to get everything from Steph Curry because no one else shows up. But they're in a world of hurt. They, they, they have to manage um, their, their roster going forward, and I'm not sure how they're going to do that. And the, the truth of the matter is I like Jonathan Kaminga. I like Moses Moody. I like some of their young players. I like uh, Pods, uh, Brandon Podzimski. I like him. But um, I don't know if those are the type of guys that can give us Warriors 2.0 going into no, the future. No, no, no. So um, there's a lot of tough decisions that are going to have to still be made, and we, we sort of referred to that yesterday. Yeah, it just, you know, I think this season with the Warriors, it feels like they may have waited a little bit too long to try to figure out what the roster is going to be moving forward because they do have a lot of talented young guys, but like you said, none of them have – you know, star potential. I think all of them have very good basketball player potential, but you don't have a Clay Thompson or a Draymond no. Green in that. Steph Curry's still been very good this season. He just got out of a shooting slump, but he's still been excellent. But he just doesn't have much help there. Chris Paul, I think, is doing a pretty good job yep. with that bench unit. I do think he's a big reason. And he's been in the starting lineup, too. Well, and I do. <laughs> I think he's a big reason the young guys have had a lot of success. When you go and you look at the numbers with Chris Paul on the floor, a lot of the young players are playing their best when it's Chris Paul and Steph Curry out there. And I think it's probably because they're not having to help Clay on defense. He's not taking away shots from them. So... It's just kind of an awkward situation with them. They're in a crossroads. Draymond Green absolutely is going to help that team this year, but should he be there long term? That's something that they got to figure out because, you know, is he going to change when he comes back? Because I don't understand why the Warriors keep trying to say this is an off court thing. It is his on court behavior that has been the issue with the Golden State Warriors. It's him beating players up on the court. Is he going to stop doing that? Is he going to stop freaking out and having these, you know, moments, moments of violence on the court? That is the major question. If he if he stops doing that, he's definitely going to help them win some more basketball games. But if he comes back and he's the same old Draymond Green, they're going to have to have a tough conversation as to do we just need to move him off this team so that we can move forward as a franchise. Yeah, and by the way, I said one game over 500, one game under 500, but they have been 6 and 5 since Draymond Green has been out. Also another guy Trace Jackson Davis has been a he's been an overwhelming plus for them, I think ultimately, even though he's a second round pick. So that's been nice for them. But this is this is a, a, a weird time. Um, I always I am of the opinion when you win as many championships as they have, I would err on the side of sticking with it too long, as you know, as opposed to you know cutting it off before it's over, right? Because they won a championship two years ago, they still feel like they have that opportunity. I don't think they do by any stretch of the imagination. Bob Myers is out as the GM. Um, but I, I, I don't know how you feel about that. I, I know that you have to make decisions that are very smart for your franchise, even when you're in that dynastic run. But I would err on the side of trying to stick with it too long, the guys who have gotten you there, as opposed to letting them go before you before that clock is run out. Yeah, I don't think it's like a, a blame thing, because they had a decade of being one of the best dynasties we've ever seen in basketball. Quite literally had the best I, And honestly, quite season. frankly, let's be honest. Changed the game in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah, the the, the three-point shooting, <clears throat> Steph Curry, the style of ball they played has definitely taken the NBA by storm. That's what we see. That's what the modern-day offense is, is what the Warriors have been yeah. running for years and years and years. I get it. I, I don't blame them for hanging on and trying to have another final season with, with that trio. And also, don't it's you just, have to show respect to these poorly. guys? You have to show respect, right, ultimately. Yeah. Well, they did that. They, they showed, they showed them plenty res- of respect. $25 million for four years. Pretty good. Where the respect yeah, for Draymond yeah, Green. Yeah, Clay turned down his respect. But, uh, 
I mean, yeah, I, I don't blame them for hanging on for for an extra year, trying to see what it is. I mean, we've seen twilights of teams like this go really well. It's just unfortunately. Theirs is not going well. It's just kind of how it turned out. They made a move to go get Chris Paul, hoping that that was going to rejuvenate the team, and just it really didn't because he's not what they need. They have no big man play when Draymond Green's not out there. There's just nobody out there. I think Kevon Looney's over the hill, and Dario Saric is doing what he can, but there's just not much out there for them right now. So I don't blame them for hanging on, but it does appear like it is coming to an end. Um, I'm curious to see what Draymond looks like when he comes back because I I have the opinion he's probably not going to change much. He might be a little bit more calm. Hopefully he just stops punching people. Well, That's really all big, we got to see. Isn't the biggest thing for them, though? You need you need a rebounding punch, and you need some defensive punch and an edge with Gary Payton the second out. Yeah. Up. That, that's what they need more than anything at this particular moment. Um, they also need Clay Thompson and uh, Andrew Wiggins to play better basketball. Yeah, Andrew that, forgot that, that's how to play for basketball. Sure. But yeah. I, I do think Draymond Green will, will help. I, I don't think it's the type of help that will get you over the top in the Western Conference, but I, I think this is I think him getting back – um, on the floor Maybe. helps that team pretty dramatically with culture, with edge, with defense, and and, and that's what they need. Yeah! Clippers are eighteen and five in the last twenty three, and they beat the Suns wire to wire one thirty one to one twenty two last night. Um, <laughs> PG Kawhi and James Harden is working. I, there's no other way to put it. And, and honestly, I think what, what has really worked out for them is uh, I had some questions about James Harden because of his opening press conference saying he is a, he is the system and he's not a piece of a system. Uh, I had some questions about him falling into line and being the main facilitator for the offense and not taking the shots, but he is actually taking a back seat consistently to Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, and I think that means something. I think that means something for this team. But if you're looking at that big three right now in that starting lineup – uh, PG, Kawhi, and Harden, all are above 45% from the field, and all are at about 40% or higher from three. Um, James Harden's, I think, 39.8%. We'll call it 40%. The other guys, Kawhi and Paul George, are up above 40%. And then as a team, what has really been their, their calling card, they are third in the NBA in uh, three-point shooting percentage at 38.5%. Um, and they have some other guys uh, on the edges that can definitely... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We make some things happen. I like Terrence Mann as a player. Um, Norman Powell is a great bench scorer. Russell Westbrook off the bench is definitely a, a, a just an unbelievable second ball handler to have when James Harden's out of the game. This team is coming together like I didn't expect, um, but I think what we're seeing is the the peak, the good 
of what this Clippers team can be. I don't think it'll hold the entire rest of the season, but damn, through 23 games, winning 18 to 23 games, I am impressed as hell. They have my attention. Yeah, I think uh, James Harden and the Clippers are making us all eat crow right now because that first week, first two weeks look pretty rough, you know. I think the biggest thing that's happening to the Clippers, though, is that Kawhi Leonard has turned back the clock, yep. and he has looked the most healthy and the most effective he has since he was a Raptor, to be quite honest. He is he's, almost, he's almost 50-40-90 club right I now. Mean, 52, 52.3% from the field, 43.7% from three, which, by the way, for Kawhi Leonard, he's, he's, he's a solid three-point shooter, but that's nuts for him. I, I would imagine that evens out at least a little bit as the season goes along. And he's 88% from the free throw line, and he gets yeah. there a lot. So he is, he is offensively, this is one of his best years of his career. He's been tremendous. And Paul George doesn't get enough credit for everything he does. He's one of the best defenders in the NBA and is truly a special player on the offensive end. And Harden, after that first two weeks, it felt like they were kind of bucking a little bit. And then he settled in. And the way that their rotation has been going with Westbrook coming off the bench, it's been working. The, the worry with Harden, though, and the Clippers as a whole is, one, can they stay healthy the whole season? That will be a big question mark. If they can, they will be a contender. Two, do they have enough big man depth to deal with the Timberwolves and the Nuggets and teams like right. that? We'll find that out in the playoffs. But the biggest thing is, is James Harden going to stay happy? We've seen this, though. He, he always has the first few months with the new team. That it's, it's all sunshine and rainbows, and then stuff starts going poorly. Hopefully they can keep it together because they have been a fun basketball team to watch. Watching Kawhi Leonard turn back the clock has been, to be honest, a lot of fun. Because Kawhi Leonard is just, he's a show when he's, when he's doing his thing. I said when he was on the Raptors, I actually think he's the closest thing you know we've really seen to Michael Jordan since Michael Jordan. He is just, the way he scores, the way he plays defense and controls a basketball game with the calmness that he has, it's remarkable to the see. He is, he is a, he's a terminator. Yep. He's a Terminator. I watched Terminator last night, and that is Kawhi Leonard. Um, and something else, and I, I'm getting into the weeds here a little bit. Daniel Tice, they picked him up not too long ago. He's been, he's really been good. very he's good. Been really good. He's been very good defensively. He's very switchable. He can knock down an occasional three ball. He's not some offensive juggernaut by any stretch Listen. of the imagination, but he has been helpful. And I saw there's like reports out there because they brought in Mason Plumley last year to try to bolster that front court alongside Zubats, and uh, Mason Plumley said, "If I'm getting DNPs." And Daniel Tice is playing the way he's playing. Keep me on the bench. I don't care. So they they sort of are uh, between Russell Westbrook, Mason Plumley, James Harden falling into line. All of those team chemistry uh, questions are kind of being answered in a positive way for them. And I didn't expect that to be the case. Yeah, and Ty Lue's doing a great job over there. But you know, to Daniel Tice, I wish that dude was in a Grizzlies uniform right now. You know, oh, he'd, he'd, God, cer- yes. he'd certainly be 100%. helping. Hundred percent. He'd certainly be helping. But no, it's working out for the Clippers. You know, it's yep. been fun to watch. Yep. Yeah! <laughs> 3.6 million viewers for the AutoZone Liberty Bowl and the Tigers' 36-26 win over Iowa State. It was the most-watched game in the AAC. <laughs> I, people have had their doubts and their frustrations about where this, this team is at right now. Um, but when we look at their nationally televised games so far this year, or, or this entire season, um, they got watched. They definitely got watched. They're at the top of the AAC as far as people streaming and in, 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 in televised games. Uh, this year was a 37% increase over last year when they averaged only 696,000 per game. They averaged 954,125 viewers per game. That's good. And then also, if you want to talk about attendance, because that was our big question, right? They had to go before the year. They were worried about season ticket sales, so they did the win, win together promotion where if, if every home game they won, you'd get a free ticket to the next game. Um 
they they averaged for the seven home games, and we're counting the AutoZone Liberty Bowl as a home game. I know that may be a little bit of cheating because there was 48,789 people in the stadium, including Iowa story. State fans. But their, their, their average for these seven home games was 32,497, a 24% jump from last season when it was 26,196. And it's also the biggest attending uh, crowd that we've had in the Liberty Bowl since 2019, the Cotton Bowl year. Um, and now going into next year, I think hopes will be even higher. I, I wonder if they'll be able to surpass those numbers even from 2019, 2017, some of those years before it. I wonder if they'll be able to surpass those numbers. But I this this – Let's be honest, 3.6 million viewers for a Memphis football game that they won, getting in front of all those eyes, um, it was noticed. And, and I think that is big for a program that's trying to raise their ceiling, that's trying to raise themselves into a Power 5 conference. And then you put that, even on the heels of that, you have stadium renovations on the way. Um, you, you, I think the Big 12 is going to take notice. I think other Power 5s are going to take notice. Um, and and certainly I think that this this fan base from what they saw this year will donate more more nil money means more recruits means better product, it it really is. As much as people had their doubts in the middle of the season, and as much as people said, well, they won the games they were supposed to against bad competition, they lost the games they were supposed to against good competition. The Iowa State game was a different story. The positive momentum that was built this year on all fronts: stadium renovations, TV viewership. Uh, attendance, on-field play, that was real positive momentum, and you cannot ignore it. You just cannot. Yeah, they're doing everything they need to do to position themselves for the next realignment thing to happen. It, they have they have positioned themselves to be the cream of the crop of the teams that are left over. And the stadium renovations, the winning on the field, the transfer portal rankings, all of these things are positive momentum for this team moving forward. And the Memphis football program deserves all of the credit in the world for that. Because like you said, there were a lot of doubters, you know, beginning of the season, middle of the season. I think some of that criticism was fair, but they kept it rolling, kept it rolling. They ended the season on such a high note at home, Liberty Bowl against the Iowa State and 3.6 million viewers. Right there, you can take it to all the to the power conferences and say, look, and then look. And then even, even outside, listen, I know football runs these conversations. Like we don't have to, no ifs, ands, or buts about that. But let's even escape from football for a second, eleven and two, number fifteen yep. overall yep. in basketball, with tons of talent, with a guy in David Jones who will likely be an All American. Uh, both the soccer teams were in the tournament. The women's team had a nice little run. Like this athletic department is trending in the direction of a Power Five type athletic department from results on the field and the amount of money that's rolling through it. And then also you're getting all these stadium renovations. Uh, you, you know, as much as people were, we had the argument about FedEx Forum versus Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium. FedEx Forum getting renovated helps the basketball product, helps people get into that stadium. So, I, on all fronts, this program is trending in a tremendous direction if they want that invite uh, when it comes to the next sort of iteration of realignment. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy about it. Now, again, we don't know what it's going to look like. There's no real thing on the horizon where you say, oh, they'll get into the ACC. That's where we need to look. Oh, they'll get into the, the, the Big 12. That's where we need to look. I think if some things happen in the ACC, Florida State leaves and a couple of other schools leave because we know that they're looking at the grant of rights and they're frustrated with their positioning in the ACC, uh, maybe that could be an option. Uh, but we don't know what the option looks like. But if you just keep doing this, this is what we talked about the entire time when they got passed up, Right. When we had SMU going to the ACC and we had more realignment with all those three schools 
going from the AAC to the uh, Big 12, we said control the controllables. And what have they done? They have controlled the controllables, and that's they've done it in a very, very good, solid, positive manner. And, and I appreciate that from that athletic department. Here's what I'm going to say. If you have anything negative to say right now about the Memphis football program, you reach them. That's kind of where I'm yeah. at. It, it, it's, and I think, but that's a great thing. It's, if, you are, if you have any major criticisms about this football team right now, you're reaching. And that's a good thing. Because I think that when you're in discussions like this, when you're trying to get into a power conference, you want to be a team that you're just like, no, nah, we got a pretty flawless resume right now, and the future looks pretty good. And that's a great place to be for Memphis football. It's a great place to be for the University of Memphis. As an alum, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. All yep. of our sports teams have been successful. I enjoy watching all of them, and they have saved us from the hell of the Memphis Grizzlies this yes, season. They truly sure. have. Like Somebody texted me last night, and they are a Baltimore Ravens fan, and I will leave them nameless, but they said <laughs> the Ravens are the only thing that have kept, kept my sports hopes alive. And I texted them back, Memphis football and Memphis Tigers have been thrilling, and they have really kind of filled the hole of the Grizzlies this year, and that's important. So, thumbs up. Yep, for sure. But that will do it for the Blitz. We have one more segment left in the day. It will be the Rewind when we return on the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.